Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Winterbottom Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 104 of the One Mind. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, quarter to one on Thursday, the 25th of November. We're at a northern meeting today, Albany tomorrow, which was moved from Mount Barker after a dam broke. Can you believe that? Tell you what, if they're nothing, they're consistent, Mount Barker. Oh, man, that is that is the most unluckiest venue in Western Australia is the Mount Barker Turf Club. Good so, friend, good friend of mine says you make your own luck. <laughs> God. Well, uh, anyway, Albany in action tomorrow, Ascot Saturday, and one of Terry's favourites, the Crayfish Coast Geraldton wrap mm. up the weekend this Sunday. All happening, isn't it? Yeah, plenty, plenty happening. What more could you ask for? Albany Friday? Jordan Sunday winter bottom like it's it's yeah there's a bit happening yeah there's a, there's a fair bit happening I've actually I've done all the Albany I've done everything I did Albany last night once I finished Ascot so been a long old week of uh, long old week of form but make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city mates get out stakes competition and don't forget our champs and challenges edition of the uh, Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind taking on Travis Money. Money, Travis, money, 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 Murray, money, Murray. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's an accidental nickname. Yeah. Um, is L Taylor the free to wear superstar? <laughs> Channel 10's Channel very own. <laughs> Channel 10's very own. Theory, mate. You won't be able to fit through any doors in coming days. I'd suspect, Lockie. Um, no, looking forward to that one. Was and I'm I'm just so surprised. Last week's um stakes wasn't a carryover. Oh. Someone's popped the laugh roller in. Two people popped the laugh roller, and they. Almost both deserve to win it on that. I reckon. There should be a rule if it's over 20 to 1, you both win it. And finding the 30 to 1 winner of the get out stakes and getting pipped by 0.02 of a length. Yes. Now, that's when you know it's not your day, Joe Kelly. That's a new, <laughs> new definition of Steve. I'm hoping that Joe had something uh, something on, though. He I'm did sure. it. He did it. <laughs> he, wrote on, uh, he wrote the big spiel on Twitter. Joe, if you're listening, that was. Uh, Sorry to laugh about your misfortune, but uh, I think you had someone drop in, get distracted, and he missed the race. Oh dear! Yeah, so good, uh, good, good punting though. Yeah, tipped well. Yeah, tipped well. <laughs> good, good, just I should say, sorry. Good, uh, yeah, good, good staking. Just uh, good staking. Just bad staking. Good exactly. STA, yeah, I get you. Bet for Edge last week you had on Dan Morton. Yes, we Did had he? Dan on last week. Yeah, and what's happening? Ah, uh, we've gone back to we've gone back to LK Fernie. We've got he's got a couple of runners in the uh, in the winter bottom stakes. So uh, we haven't had the big fella on the show in a while. So uh, we had a chat to Luke about those two and um, Mervyn earlier in the day. And his old man's obviously got three runners in the feature, and he owns Scandolo himself. So which he's more excited about than the winter bottom? Just about. Do you opinions. think it's? Do you think it's um, kind of? Uh, not so coincidental that that horse is called outrageous with what he's trying to uh, pull yeah. off on yeah. <laughs> Dear me, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's something, isn't it? So Luke Fernie is attempting to win the Winterbottom Stakes. First up, no trial with an East Coast import by the name of Outrageous. So this could go down in the uh, in the annals. Well, owning a couple with Luke, I do know for a fact that he's nothing short of uh, ambitious with a few of his placements. So, yeah, I, um, yeah. We'll keep our eye on it. I think I marked it 500 bucks in me in me preview. So let's see how many have been time. Outrageous indeed. All right, mate. Let's get cracking on our Winterbottom Stakes Day preview. Terry, you keep all the uh, rail and lane data for Ascot. What's the story with the rail back out the six-meter position for uh, for Saturday? I'm trying to just approach things with a 
let's just look at a standard mindset. Early in the day, it's always a little bit harder to make ground. The easterly swings around. Then we get the westerly kick up. It's going to be hot on Saturday, so it will be interesting. But yep. I went through a lot of the hot days last year and it played really fairly, um, which surprised me a little bit. I thought it would be more on pace, even when there was easterlies. So just allow for a fair track, but mindful that early on, um, unless you get a really suitable map, it can be very difficult to make ground. have to say it. I thought last week was was very good. It's been pretty. It's been pretty good. Um, it's really... We were worried when we had that meeting where we, at very early doors we saw the um, the, the turf shifting yeah. and the kickback and, and whatnot. But no, since then they've done a great job to get it under control and it's been playing. We've had a couple of days where it plays on speed, but that's our Scott. You're always going to get that. But. Well, the, the track man, the new track man, Keith, he got a bit of a whack after two weeks ago, but you got to give him his, uh, his flowers after uh, Saturday. Like that was And his team, like that was a brilliant railway stakes day. Yep. Um, they were, yeah, it was Seemed pretty fair to me, so. 10 out of 10. I do want a hot pad this week, though. Looking at what I'm tipping and where I'm on, I'd, I'd love to see a nice little well, travel later. Well, one thing it is going to be, is going to be hot, 35 degrees. I'm going shorts. Shorts? Yeah, that probably shows you my confidence with you dig deep going into the mountain. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to rock and roll the. Uh, Are you still going to try and get in? <laughs> no, no. No, I'm just going to uh, I'm going to rock and roll the uh, rock and roll the um, the torts. I think on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> All right, mate. Speaking of rocking and rolling, let's get into it. Race one, 12:05 p.m. kickoff. It's the Tourism WA Trophy, 1,000 meters for the three-year-old, and we've got an odds-on Pike runner to kick things off. The front bar, odds-on. Look on. Is mm. that what they say? Um, yeah, I think that's about right. To be honest with you, uh, I was just saying before to BJ. Um, that it's 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 a bit of a funny time in WA racing where for people that I guess have followed maybe my stuff for a while, I like to find things of value and look for a bit of this and that. It's just a, it's a funny time where it's really and we spoke about it with Pete Anthony and, and Cripper last week as well. Sorry, um, it, it's just a funny time where it's very favourite orientated and they're they're getting the chockies more often than not. You just got to decipher a backable price for a lot of them, and it's. It's hard to go against them, and I think this nine-race card has sort of got about four or five of those where it's a similar type of setup. If they're too short now, you sort of think, well, I'll wait for Betfair and then come Betfair late. If they're still too short, and then perhaps there's some value elsewhere each way. But, um, yeah, the front bar, I'm at $1.85, BJ, and I'm, I'm surprised how short I got him. But at the end of the day, there is four speed horses in this, um, and the front bar is just going to slot into about fifth, let it all unfold and, and peel and go. It only carries two more kilos than when he won – um, against Sheep. these horses. Sheep? Yeah, that's good stuff. It didn't <laughs> took me long. didn't take me long. Uh, before she uh, – dearie me. Before she um, – uh, when she beat the three-year-olds a couple of starts ago. So, yeah. yeah, just from that point of view, like, oh, I find it difficult to to get her beaten. Um, watch on Sokoff. If Sokoff can get a cross-bopping blue early – Reckon Sokov goes quick for six, seven, eight hundred meters. Whether he can go quick for a thousand, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a dollar eighty-five the front bar. My plan one hundred percent here is going to be to um to wait for Betfair and, and bet if I see two thirty plus. If not, I'll probably stay out. But you're going to tip us some value, BJ, and I'm excited. I I I, I don't really like it, um, but just the fact someone's tipping something at a price, I just I hope you win. That's what it comes down. I'm just excited about things being tipped at prices because WA racing tipping um and punting at the moment on Saturdays, not midweek. Is is just boring. Mm. It's actually flat. Nobody wants to hit, listen to us sit here and tip the nine favourites, but we also don't want to sit here and make things up, you know, yeah. and try and find things that aren't there. And um, yeah. well, you can only deal with what's what exactly right. You, you can go. only deal with what's in front. Of you. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, yeah. so what I will say is, I wonder if it's a, a bit of a programming thing with these 
where it feels like that feels like if you look at the nominations, you think, how good is this card going to be, Terry? But half of the horses are double nominated across the across the across Ascot Sad Day midweek, mid and they all just avoid each other. It's a it's a real real worry. I mean, and which which when that happens, it means that we get eight to twelve horse fields, and there's usually two or three winning chances in in every race. Like we'd really, especially on the undercard races, we're lacking a lot of depth <clears throat> when it comes to winning possibilities and. I don't know what, what we can do about it, whether we need to, you know, pump more money into Saturday stakes to to mean that when you run third on a Saturday, it's worth more to you than running second midweek, something like that, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. or, or I don't know. But it, at the moment we're encouraging, you know, uh, uncompetitiveness. You yep. know, there's too many options for trainers to take. They're like, well, I can't beat the front bar, so I might as well scratch and I'll, I'll nominate for midweek, you know what I mean? So how do we get around it that? It won't always be like this. No, but it, it, we'll it's a shame. It, at this time of year, though, Terry, it's glaring. It should be – this should be the time where everyone wants to race their horses and um, and I wonder I wonder how we can encourage um, owners and trainers to have a go even when they're not 100% not, not suited. But the aim of the game is to maximise the return for your horses and if, if trainers don't think that they can win that race and they'd rather take their, take their chances midweek – then fair play to him. But I think there needs to be a carrot of some sort, uh, i.e. financial carrot, that encourages people to, um, to to race Sad Day and make our Sad Day racing the pinnacle rather than letting these, um, you know. I mean, we saw a few shorties win at Belmont yesterday. I mean, they could, they would have looked, they wouldn't have looked out of place at um, at Ascot on Sad Day. So mm -hmm. it's just. I've got some of our class ones recently yeah. as well. Like, you look at that class one the other day, there were some scratchings, but that one was like, Hilton won that race really nice, and you know, yeah. cross statement. Pick your battles. Who's just run second on a Saturday? Like, like cro the, just look at the races. Cross statement itself. That horse has come through in class ones. Like they'd be sixty pluses mm. some weeks. Like the, the hundred thousand dollar race we're going to talk about shortly. The two hundred thousand dollar races are probably worse than those yes. class ones. You know, so I, I think um, sometimes those class three midweek races are, are the hardest to win. <laughs> you, you know, people think that they're doing the right thing, keeping their horse within that grade. Yep. But everyone's got the same mindset, which means it creates a, a you know a very very difficult race to win. Getting back to this particular event, the eight horse three hour race to kick things off, I did was look, looking at the front bar. I expected her to go up odds on. I just thought she could be a slight risk. Rises five kilos after knocking off the older horses in sixty six plus the other day. Incredible win to gun down Acromantula in in that fashion. I just thought getting back from six, she's going to be ridden. Very patiently by Pikey, and if um, if is she going to be able to let down in that dazzling fashion as she did last start when uh, when she carried fifty four and a half compared to fifty nine and a half? So I thought, well, let's have a play around with the speed map, see if there's a way that we can get the jigsaw puzzle and come out with a with a horse that's going to be suited. Horse where, that I, the horse that I landed on was Bopping Blue. Where have we got Bopping Blue in, in your map? Are you going to hand up? Just take the back of uh, Mankind. I just thought to get that one. I, I, Back of mankind. Yeah. Remember Mick Foley, David Wrestling? He used to use his sock. <laughs> no, As he, everyone no. had a finishing move, like see the Stone Cold Stunner or the Rock had his, uh, the, the people's elbow. Tell me more. So mankind used to get his sock out of his pocket, put it on his hand and put it down their throat. <laughs> Unfortunately, Spotty tried the same thing this morning, I think. So. Spotty's been watching too much wrestling, yeah, I think. Yeah, he's a, he's a big mankind fan. <laughs> so this, is, this was the map that I, I sort of was able to – Cobble together. 
I thought Sokoff with its gate speed might be able to crash across to find the rail in front and Sniparucci with the blinkers on might fire up and, and tow Jason Brown into the breeze. I think they might be they might be looking to change things up a little bit with bopping blue rather than riding this horse for pure speed. If a horse like Sokoff and Sniparucci can come across uh, at speed, it means that Bopping Blue can be land 1-1 with He's Gold inside it and not having to break stride, if you know what I mean. He can be cruising along, happy in the, in a comfort zone there. I think Bopping Blue is a horse with lots of talent, still learning his craft. If he can get a suitable drag into the race following Stipperucci peeling into the three-wide line, this horse can run a sectional that's going to mean that the front bar is going to be right on top of her game to get past him late. I know that Adam Durant spoken glowingly of bopping blue in the past. Clearly, the front bar is a winner. Has a score on the board is a probably a more professional is definitely a more professional horse at this stage of their careers. But I just thought. You know, coming off the back of such a peak performance with 54 and a half the other day, rising in weight, the front bar is going to be probably over bit if, in a way, that bopping blue might be the sort of horse who can elevate off that first up performance with a slightly slight tweak to the tactics and uh, might be the beneficiary of uh, CJP getting back on board as well. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind the, uh, the thought process there, BJ. As I said, if mine never gets to that price, I'll be... Cheering for I went up twenty six bucks, bopping blue. Yeah. I think I was only ten or eleven or twelve or something. So that's um, it. Just looks incorrect, doesn't yeah. it, for a horse? Yeah. And Adam Duran openly says he's got a fairly uh, big opinion of the uh, of the animals. And so, the only other horse is he's gold. Maps a dream from one was three wide. Deep into a prep back to thousand. I just see it being a little bit uh, sticky through the fence or something. You know. Fourth in the uh, seventh in Belgravia, fourth for Ether, seventh in Placid Art when three wide no cover the entire last Saturday. But yeah, has to has to go again. Uh, as Terry said, after a deep prep, and he's going to have to find some dash in his legs with 59 and a half as well. So, but uh, yeah, just a mini upset for me in the first uh, bop and blue to to make life challenging for the stable mate, the favoured stable mate, front bar. I like that. Bit of excitement. Bit of upset early. Uh, race number two over the 1600 metres. And I'll tell you what, this is a race that uh, will divide opinions. To race when I started, I thought, all right. These two, Cockney Crew and that's funny as, your two natural jump and run horses, both want to dictate, um, but they can both get in each other's way a little bit in doing so. Uh, so I thought, all right, who's the one that can just park on them and, and have that final crack? And oh, it was hard finding that horse, wasn't it? Did you go for Dominic? I didn't. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. Dominic is just the dead obvious. If he's anywhere near yeah. his best, he's $1.50 here, the way this race sets up with the 56, the draw, the speed on. But I, I haven't seen enough. And as I told you, one of the big things that I've done this year is I'm trying to stop back a horse into form. Mm. Um, so, look, Dom's, Dom makes a lot of sense. You're going to have to try and back a jockey into a bit of bit, bit better form as and well. There's, there's a few aspects there mm. you sort of all need to work together. So, um, I mean, at the moment you're talking – well, first of all, with the map, BJ, do you think that that's funny as holds up Cockney Crew Breeze or does Jade really put the foot down and Holly pop out and land in the breeze? If if they have these horses have met a couple of times they have. and they've shared. But the thing is there's no other speed here. So yeah. the two of them, I'm sure they won't, but they, they should be able to sort it out between yeah. themselves very comfortably. If that means Cockney Crew comes across, that's funny as Storks then pops out and they get going from the 600, they should fight it out. That, so, that's how it should work. But if that's funny as kicks up, I wouldn't want to be Cockney Crew in the breeze. Yeah. I'd want to be on the fence if I was with Cockney Crew. So That's what I was thinking as well. So it, the two times they've met, one time Cockney Crew drew inside and held the lead and the other time uh, that's funny as uh, led 
And so I'm pretty sure that's funny. He has set outside Cockney Crew one day and beat him. Yeah. Um, he might be going a bit better now, though, Cockney Crew. Yes. Yeah. That's, yep. that's his, his run in the Peters was excellent when you consider kissing all four cheeks and the son of Bacchus mm-hmm. and what they were able to do in the railway last Son of Bacchus went well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know that Dion Luciani has a knack with this funny, that's funny, as especially off a little mini break, 34 days. I'm pretty sure he was off a, Led up when he won the Narwini, was it, at Belmont? Yep. And um, Holly Watson on board is a good booking as well. So uh, that's a big question. I had that for me, for me, I had uh, that's funny as leading. Yep. yep. Well, that would be great. I think yep. if they let Cockney crew across, I don't think they'll probably catch him, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. But if they, if, so I think they've, they've got to kick up with the 56, keep Cockney crew in the breeze. And, and that's funny. As there aren't many tougher horses probably in WA. So I think that should be the plan. But I, I, I do worry they let him cross, try and park on him, keep it soft between them, and then get going from the six. And if they do that, um, yeah, one of those two will win probably. Mm. Cockney crew would be more favoured. So very interesting stuff. But um, Money Maher. More reports is going really, really well. Um, scratch from last week's carbine. I think that might have been a ratings issue. If it won that, it might have got seven or eight points. Um, but Money Mahers first up, long spell, which is always going to be difficult from last. But I think that um, is an impossible. Uh, sorry, the reason I've got it last is Barrier 8. Mm. Last campaign, which was also was, first up for a year, they tried to go forward midfield and they kept getting caught deep. He was, three, just, he was three wide no cover the entire in the Asian boat. Yeah. I think he was only beaten three lengths. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about that is, so this is what I was going, oh, yeah, we got one here, you know, fresh, here we go. The one thing I'll say about that is they crawled. So whenever they crawled, the margins for the entirety of the field can be pretty compressed Yeah, because they just went so slowly and he did, in the end of the world. He did follow that up with two more good performances. Oh, huge. Yeah, one huge. Club. And in this exact race last year, 78 plus mile, he was he ran third to Tollman. So. Yeah, he was a beaten favourite yep. that day. So, yeah, look, money to her. As, um, and it's something, remember when we had Brittany on the podcast, she said she really struggles to come at horses, coming off major setbacks. This is coming off two major setbacks. So um, I can see it for sure. And and I I tried, uh, I tried to find money to her, actually. Yeah. I I was it's just, just trying to map him. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, the, I, I'm i hoping they make a mess of each other up the front. I can't back Dom to shoot. At Money Maher's five bucks, I'll risk Money Maher first up for a year. Utgard Lockie hasn't shown enough. Expecting improvement, maybe pro-consent style improvement from Utgard Lockie under the ramp. <laughs> but again, I'm not going to try and back it into form. So um, who does that leave me with, BJ? That leaves me with Divine Shadow. Shadow. Mm. So Divine Shadow's last four last first up runs or fresh runs, BJ. They have been, while well, I get my notes up to refresh my memory, last three fresh runs, third in the car, Coolgardie Cup. Mm-hmm. That's over 1760 yep. uh, from an impossible spot as well. So, the, yeah, it was better than it looked. Um, then that was a leader by state too. Then the second quickest uh, last 200. Remember that race? Harry Thomas was 30s to 10s. It lasted a liner in second. Friar S was in the race. Montalina was out the back. So was um, Divine Shadow. He carried the big weight. Mitch Pateman, it was a huge run. Huge. It was eighth, but it was huge. Like it was a really, really good fresh run. Um, and then in this year's Coolgardie Cup, Stevie Parnham got held up for most of the straight when it was bolting and probably mm-hmm. would have won um, and it's run fourth. So I think Divine Shadow is coming off a nice trial alongside Cup Nights and um, some fairly sharp sprinters, only beaten a length or so. Oh, look, for a throw at the stumps, if they overcook it out in front, there's one coming at them late. We know he does pretty good work fresh. Thirteen dollars at the moment. I reckon probably only starts longer too. Like popular. So I just I just I love a race where I have to take something on and I'm not gonna be having much on, but I'm gonna have something late, small divine shadow, I think. But I can see that. And also it was mm. it was it was good to see Troy Turner wanted to make sure that Divine Shadow had a really Really strong hit out in that trial. Yep. He yeah, got, he, quite he, forward, he got going. Trial, yeah. got 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 yep. into him a long way out. Make sure that he. But I thought some shades weren't on either. I thought something went wrong in the Boulder Cup with Divine Shadow. 
Um, so it's uh, interesting to see him come back to racing um, as quickly as he has. I thought it wasn't wasn't it? Hey, lame. Wasn't going to be good for him. But it was it was lame. It was lame. There's yep. nothing more sinister. No, than that. He, he he didn't get the right run that day either. As well, he sort of got caught. He he tried to Stevie Parham tried to hold a spot close. He got caught. George Dean. The horse was never happy in the yeah. run. For some um, reason I thought it was reported that he had gone to miss. But anyway, it's good to have him back. And uh, yeah, I can completely see just that. a little lob at the yeah, stumps. Yeah. Yeah, let's go for a little bopping blue divine shadow double to start Kick the day. Things oh, off. Yeah, no, no. I'm just giving that a throw away. Yeah, a cat amongst the pigeons certainly would. Um, but, um, yeah, I think divine shadow will only lengthen in price too. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it'll be a very popular um, runner with punters. But okay, superior smile as well. It, it's not the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. It's, it's a tough race. Yeah. Oh, superior no. smiles are tough as uh, tough as nails. Wasn't that bad first up, beaten a long way. On a race that didn't suit, Clint Johnston Porter goes on. If they're if they're stopping at the end of the race, it's got the feel of um, what was the horse Brad Tiptus and he backed it at eighty to one. Uh, the stayer Mackenzie Brook. Mm. Um, I remember Brad went up about eight nine bucks on Tab Touch in the morning and um, jumped up at eighties on Betfair and I laughed at him for going up eight bucks. He was bang on and basically what it came down to is the two leaders. I think it might have been that's funny as in Cockney Crew or someone else. They just. Just went at each other, went at each other, went at each other. And they stopped dead. And what happens when that happens is the best stayer wins, like a yeah. Taxagana or a superior smile, you know, that type of horse that loves to just absorb the pressure and be the last man standing. So, look, crazier things have happened. And, um, yeah, if this was a quaddy leg, you'd um, you'd be forgiven for taking the field. Very good. Uh, I'm staying out of race too. I tipped that's funny as in the leg up, but, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasted so much time on that, with, on that race, Terry. Yeah, so did I. So here we go. I want to get really excited about one at a price, but the problem with staying out of those type of races, I think this is where we need to get better is they're the type of races where we're like, well, the favourites have knocks on them, all three of the favourites. You know, that's funny. As a little fresh up coming off a, you know, a weird old run, that's got to be a risk at three, four bucks. Cockney Crew's got to be a risk on map. Money Maher's got to be a risk on a year off. Maybe that's the type of race we should look at something. No, I agree. Box, I'll, you know? I'll be following you on yours. So, so uh, but yeah. in terms, I'm, I'm not going to be super bullish about yeah, that. It's no. funny as a Cockney crew. Again, so. I'm trying to make up bullishness now, and I'm trying to. <laughs> but, I'm trying to but it's uh, it's 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 it's, uh, it, yeah, it's just a it was just an odd start to the day for mine. I was just mm. really last night. I was getting distracted on. Uh, on Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, yeah. and bloody all sorts. Of, I was reading. I'm a full bottle on uh, Campbell Chesser, the West Coast Eagles draft. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's oversized Guernsey. Yeah. A lot of people are really upset about that on Twitter. I don't know why I read the comments. I make a point of not reading. Comments Mate, I must say, Castor, no good. I thought it was like a joke, like they had put a big jump on him on purpose. Oh, I, I doubt it, but oh. that, anyway, I've had lots of issues. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so it was just it was a, it was hard to get really rolling into the form. So I was using some distractions late last night, but uh, so race two wasn't probably some of my best work. So we'll try to get better as we move into the card. Race three, the Drum and Golf Handicap, twelve hundred meters, seventy eight plus, and a bit more talent. Well, a bit bit more uh, top end talent engaged in this one, Guru. Certainly is. Um, Mervyn leads back to the 78 plus. Nice use of the claim, mm -hmm. only up a kilo and a half um, from racing in the black type races. Charge, you'd think that the Ganjemis have put do run, do run, run on to do run, basically. I suspect it lands outside of Mervyn. The one thing that suggests is that they should be stopping and it should suit those horses. Uh, Rearwood or, or making ground, um, happy to take on all day's session. It was going so well, but it had that six-week break, so I don't think it's maybe going as well now. Even if it is, I still think it's a, it's a tough old 
set up for it. Uh, Brooklyn Pier didn't turn up last start. Um, look, we're just shirking the issue. It basically comes down to secret plan, triple missile. Watch the race 10 times. Watch the turns. Thought Mitchie Pateman gave triple missile every chance. I thought they learned into it the same. I just think secret plan was one length better, length and a half better. The fact it's drawn two spots inside triple missile, the fact um, – Look, it's a Bob Peters, Cerise and White up-and-comer that's a 78 rater in a 78 plus. And I often talk about the up-and-comers really stay on their handicap for very long. So, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting Piker to get it done on secret plan. If he can sprint from around the same spot as Triple Missile, he'll get it done. But money's coming. Again, the prices are just – What are we talking, sorry, mate? Well, I'm pretty sh- – I'm pretty – I was surprised how short I got him, to be honest with you. I thought I was a little bit too um, too short potentially. I was 215. Mm-hmm. He's 210 across the board Ooh, at the minute. okay. So we, we hold, I mean, last start, everyone loves the flavour of the month. Last start it was um, Triple Missile got smashed and Will Chino and Secret Plan were the big drifters. And now this time because Secret Plan was a lot better, it's everyone sort of just following and it's fair enough. It does make sense. You, you do the form. But, um, yeah, look, I, I want to 230, 240, 250, I'll get involved. And with Will Chino, uh, with uh, Triple Missile and Resort Man engaged, I'm presuming I might see that. So, well, plus, before we jump into it, what price are you plutocracy? Uh, but I think it can win, but from a place perspective, like I, I was, I, I didn't realize what it got out to. I was fifteen dollars per top. <laughs> I was fourteen. Yeah, right. How's that? There you yeah. go. It's thirty fours and five fifty. Where I'm looking here, that yeah. might be fake odds. Um, but yeah, I, again, I don't think the uh, four sixty is probably a fair place price across the board. I don't think you're winning the race. I think you're probably running fourth. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you back a horse, you're going to think it's going to run fourth at five bucks a hole because that's pretty good value, and all it takes is one of those other three not to turn up. So, um. Yeah, plutocracy looks uh, a bit of value at 30-odd to one, but it's secret plan for me, BJ. Secret plan as well for me. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pikey be a bit more positive on secret plan rather than just let him sort of drop out. There's a spot there. There's a spot there if he comes across with uh, charge and um, he can can, uh, basically just – because, you know, Irvin's like he just – so fast and I imagine Katie Southam is just going to be holding on for a lot of the race and and – if secret plans back, if he needs, if he Merv, just take take uh, some of the say he's going to be slightly more circumspect on Merv this week. We're okay. giving him instructions to be slightly more. But but even, but even if means, even though. if uh, Cash wants to be um, you know wants to be attacking on charge, then it's going to create pressure, isn't it? So yeah. for me, I think that Pikey can come across with charge, slot in, get the drop on him, and um, have about two 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 and a half three lengths on triple missile and straightening, and too good. Yeah, I'm happy with that, but I'm, I'm I'd be just as happy with bloody. Dropping it out to um to last and sprinting alongside triple missile. You know, the, you know, the other day, I I Pikey hung his head on. You know, he does that thing yep. where he hung. Yep, him. I saw he that. knows that he should have won that race. Like, no, there, why he should have won that race? There's a there's a moment. Yeah, there's if that a, race goes for that was twelve hundred, right? Yeah. If that race goes for twelve hundred and eighty meters, Will Chano still wins. I don't reckon it was taking ground off that hard in the line, like everyone reckons. Yeah, th- there was a moment where Pikey had the the rails run, and then Holly Watson came across yeah. and took his run on Son of a God, and it just awesome. sort of pratted him a touch. Oh, yeah. And that was the, that was a moment. Don't forget, it was only zero. Zero would have upheld that in a railway stakes. <laughs> How many times did you see that replay yeah, in the lead up? To it? <laughs> anyway, Will Chino deserved to win, but in Pikey's mind, I think he believed he should have won that race, right? Yeah. So, and that's that's, and you can just judge by his body language on mm-hmm. the line. Uh, so, secret plan is a very, very promising, very exciting sprinter, as is Triple Missile. I thought Triple Missile was good considering he had to sustain a run. Mitchie Pateman had to go wider, and uh, Secret Plan followed the fence. So, 
Clint Johnston Porter's probably a good booking for the type 100%. of horse that Triple Missile is. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just think Secret Plan is going to have field position on him and they can pretty much – there's not a lot between them when it comes to closing speed. So I don't know if Triple Missile is going to be able to get over the top of him. So Secret Plan for me. Funny, isn't it, Resort Man? Big boom horse. Everyone wants to be on every start and we're not even really talking about it. So nice enough try, a bit erratic in the trial. Yeah, so still. No, no, no shades on. But I think Resort Man at its best uh, still probably runs third here, to yeah, be honest with yeah. you. So even fourth, I, I think Plutocracy is going really, really well. So um, I, I would have been happy, happy to back Plutocracy on a one-by-five. Even it, if that prize holds and Secret Plan never gets to, to the quote I'm after, um, I, I probably will look at backing Plutocracy plays heavy, mm. like in a one-by-eight basis or something. Like I'm 2.15, um, I'm for high fours for triple myself from the gate. I'm about nine bucks resort, man, and then, um, yeah, I said 14 bucks Plutocracy. So. Plutocracy's uh, replay watches, Plutocracy's Colonel Reeves run was a lot better than the 4.2 lengths that it looks like on yep. the line as well. I mean, I was a bunch finished, but he got uh, chopped out at a crucial stage there. So. Certainly did. Holly's another one like Secret Plan that could try to um, come across mm. and slot in one run. I think if they go back, they're admitting defeat. But if she comes across and lobs on the back of charge, you get the little head start on the other ones with 53 and a half. Plutocracy doesn't win many, but... Well, and, and 12. Really good. It wouldn't win at 60 plus, but then it would come up to a listed race and go super as well. Like it seems to just race to the grade it's in. So. And 12 under is probably not its. Exactly right. Probably not yep. its scary. So, exactly, exactly right. So yeah. that's that may be one reason they do perhaps go cold rather than getting having to do some work over a distance area, a slight query on. But um, yeah, look, secret plan for me. I'm praying we're going to get the price, but you know what, BJ? We won't. <laughs> race I, I just don't think we will. No, I just don't think we will. I can triple missile. They're not getting out to 480 something. and. You'll have the opportunity to butter off if you want, but mm. yeah, I'm just gonna pray. Race four, Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Series Final, one hundred thousand dollars on the table, fourteen hundred um, meters. Let's talk about the price of no white flag. Oh, Terry. just, just <laughs> you're kidding me. I've, I've, we've, we've recorded the. I don't think I meant to say that. Run the, we went to pretend we're live. We recorded the bet fair edge early. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm not meant to say that. I don't think. Anyway, okay, I never understand why that matters. Um, so I think in that show we probably referred to it at three bucks, but so I've um, I've sent me man up to the up to the tab to um, uh, have something on, um, which I'm allowed to do because I didn't back it on my own account, Brad. If you're listening, hello. Um, and um, it kept saying bet rejected, bet rejected, bet rejected, bet rejected, bet rejected. Didn't get one cent on, and I was quite upset. I thought that the tab was being playing funny buggers. I get the feeling that there might have been a, another WA racing analyst at a different tab somewhere and might have beaten me to it, hopping into it. So, uh, yes, the price, it was just, it was four bucks. And um, I was sent out a message to a bowler and just said, you know, 350 plus would be great. And um, yeah, by the time he comes back, I got a tiny stake at $2.80 average. So it was, uh, yeah, tough to watch the price going this morning. I must admit, I, I, uh, I was hoping or thinking it would hold up a little bit longer, but. Um, yeah, it must have been fairly popular, and rightly so this morning with no white flag, BJ. So, will it recover the price? Yeah, pop back out. Give me some three bucks. <laughs> what price it. were you? Uh, bear with me. Oh, I'm already. Oh, man, we should discuss the race first, shouldn't we, and see if we can get it beaten. I wasn't. I was high twos actually. I was a dollar eighty. Really? Yeah, I was just factoring in a bit of a bit of a bit of a question mark, but um. <laughs> I might have overinflated the oh, holy, holy enchantment, holy enchantment sort of danger. I've got a really big opinion of holy enchantment. I don't know if that's justified or not. So, 
Yeah, well, it should improve off that run. But um, look, the reason I was like, – this is the one I just saw best of the day. Let's just <laughs> hop into this. Let's just absolutely do some damage to the no-white to no white flag here is because um, first up, I actually think it stepped pretty similar first and second up. The difference was there was no speed in the race first up, so it enabled Sean McGrady to, to pump into him. Um, Chris Parnham did. It was a slightly worse beginning second up, but he really mustered nicely, and it was just ultimate command, no surrender. Uh, there was one other speed horse in the race I can't quite remember, um, but they got across him. And with these Machino stock, and especially a bloke who's been taught to to roll from the top in all of his trials and races, he was that's just not what they like to do. So. They were going so fast as well, and he he couldn't hold him. Yeah. So mate, what's going to happen is um, here if, if he misses the kick again, which is a big chance because once a horse does it, they do it again. He just muster through. Like who's going to do? Captain Berg was the biggest danger, which never Parnham has put cash on. I don't know if he. Knew he couldn't claim at that stage. Mm. Um, but you got Kesh. Is Captain Burglar the biggest danger to the top? I mean, it's not that quick at all. You can watch, you can go back and watch the race um, on the 30th of October, and it was Deus and No White Flag. Um, Deus, sorry, and Captain Burglar who have um, were settled second, second and third. third yeah. And No White Flag has just got so much more acceleration than that pair, especially the fact you're up to 1400. They might even go back on Deus, who knows? So, um, yeah, look, I think Sean McGrady can miss it, still roll. They'll be very intent to do so. Um, I I don't just think it'll win either. I think it'll I think it'll demo. Do, I think this will be a proper demolition. Yeah. I reckon this could win by. I'm going to go as far. I reckon by six or seven. I think we can put them away. Yeah, margins. Yeah, I was going to say two or three, but I feel like today we've just got a fair bit more outlandish. <laughs> we've just got to go a bit over the top. Six yeah. or seven, just but conser think, conservative but six yeah, or seven. Um, as I said, the biggest thing for me now is waiting for uh, for Betfair and, and hoping that um, the price recovers. Holy, as you said, Holy Enchantment, Standout Rose, Beat the Brothers, a couple of horses they might back. Deus with Pikey on, but um, yeah, I might have might have kept a, a bit safe. I, I was I was two seventy five now at flag, but. Yep. Uh, that was a good price this morning. It was probably not a good price. Well, now. no, and it's not. Look, <laughs> no, some, but no, some, no, so much a good mate, price. Some but you know people what I mean. will look at its last run and say, well, it didn't give much in yeah. the straight and whatnot. I'm, one thing I do with my punting is I'm very forgiving if a horse doesn't race to its pattern. Mm. I'm always happy just to put a line through it completely. And maybe, I'm, maybe I've gone a bit too far. Maybe I'm a bit, bit over the top. But um, yeah, I think if you middle out two prices, you've probably got a fair quote. Um, I think when he couldn't do what he wanted to do, he just had a, he just, had a tantrum, the horse. You know, we just threw yeah. the toys out the cot, and then by the stage, by the time Chris asked him to go again, that it was he was, yeah, he'd run out of fuel by that stage. Proceedings. So. Speaking of tantrums, you should have seen me after the last yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, How were you after the last on Saturday? Yeah. Speaking oh. of tantrums, uh, I'll be honest. I don't know. I won't. Not, I won't tell you the figure, but I had that going for my biggest ever day on the punt, biggest ever collect. What did you have going? Uh, Treasure star. Five leg multi, wasn't it? Flying missile, um, just the five wheel beyond. Yeah. And that was honestly got us chosen was the last. I was just going to go a four leg or I'll put the four into Angela. And I just thought, no, you know what? Last of the day, I've got to go the hero. Hero. So I took my five. Um, my five I liked. Uh, I can only go tight. I can't get multis on, so I just took top tight. Um, so I got the four folds and the, the five folds. And, um, yeah, I'd be going for a small fortune, an absolute small fortune, and it was a difficult, difficult watch. But um, I find that I'm, I'm very, I'm a lot better than I used to be. <laughs> we we punt so much, like, especially this way. I mean, there's, yeah, there's big guys every day: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, you get over it. But um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be plenty more of them too. Don't you worry about that, BJ. When, when there'll, I, be, there'll be plenty more of those tough beats. When I saw you and your crew leaving before the last, I, uh, you, I, you, I didn't get a choice. In that. You you let me know uh, what the what you were 
hoping would happen and the reasons why and it just looked like that you were all set to pay for everyone's everyone's dinner and i i uh, I, I, wonder, I was going to ask you whether you got left with the bill <laughs> i did actually yeah i did i did get left with the bill still um lovely little place we went to actually which i can't remember that clearly but um no lovely nice nice glass of red wine um yeah, no, it was a tough old watch uh, to proceedings and we'll, we'll probably get to that horse again pretty shortly, won't we? But no white flag, BJ, I, I think you're punting on it finding the front. Okay. Um, so you've got to determine a price on that and I think it's about $1.30 to find the front with the lack of speed in this. It's a race I went into thinking, oh, no white flag, I might be able to take it on here. So mm. I went into it with the mindset, let's look at taking it on. Did a speed map and I thought, what price can I get? <laughs> you know, so that that's that's how simple it came down to. Trusting Toddy Harvey to have him right. Like Sean McGrady going back on, gets him out the gates better than most. Earmuff's on as well, so. I love might, an earmuff. That might just. Love an of, earmuff. Bit of zen. Yep. Bit of zen for uh, no white flag on, mm-hmm. on that day. So. Standout Rose, my clear second pick as well. I, oh, when I say clear, I got it probably pretty close to Holy Enchantment, a bit like you. But, mm. um, yes, it's, um, it's no white flag with confidence. Very good. Let's take a break and we'll uh, come back with our Travis Murray versus Lockie Taylor, episode 104, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. All right, it is now time for the uh, Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Guru. That is correct. The The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899. You can find it up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. You get a chance, swing past, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. It's very important that you track him down, let him know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one and have a good chat to him. He loves a chinwag, does our man Butchie, and he loves uh, talking racing to his to the 1-1 one, one faithful up there at the Mundaring. Good weather to be setting on his deck at the moment, isn't it? 100%, 100%. So last week, the OG mastermind, Travis Murray, we finally were able to get him on the show and uh, he showed us what he could do. Mm, he turn uh, he uh, got the job done first up against carryover champ Kyle Potter. This week, though, Terry, this week. Well, we've had some pretty – just before you get into it, we've had some pretty poor weeks. Though. We've had some really, really we, – we, we had some big names. We had your Roonies, your Olmuses. We've had some really good contenders um, throughout. And I felt the last few weeks we've really scraped the barrel. So I'm really excited about today's matchup. A couple of real astute analysts. Let's get let's yeah. Well, the thing is, Terry, is we're about to welcome someone who was right on top of the racing world on Saturday. Channel Ten, free to air TV, seen in TV in tele, in lounge rooms across the nation, and now he's dropping back a grade or two, and he's rejoining us here at the One One WA Racing Podcast. Welcome back, Lockie Taylor. Hey boys, good day, Trav. How are we? Hey, Lockie. Lockie, uh, first of all, well done on your job on uh, Saturday. As I actually messaged you privately and it felt sick doing so, giving you credit for something. I don't know why because I actually do quite like you, but I prefer to take the mickey out of you. I thought you did a tremendous job. Um, Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed your analysis. Um, I've heard a rumour, though, that you've been walking around with a stick most of the week, but, uh, just in case, uh, just to beat off all the women that are uh, that are coming your way, Lockie. So is there any, is there any truth to that? I wish there was some truth to that, but um, yeah, I can't say there is. Not at the moment anyway. It was only day one, so he's hoping. <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, you must be excited. You had uh, one of your runners back in action yesterday. Probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped, but um, is the Travis Murray team of ownership 
are they about to uh, to let loose? Are we about to see a big uh, Murray wave through the uh, the summer carnival, the the arse end of the summer carnival? Oh, we're we're coming through. I don't have as many as I used to anymore. They uh, sold one and um, retired another, but there's a couple of unraced ones coming up soon. And Lugius flies the flag there at the moment, but yeah, he's going to want to improve on what he did yesterday. People people want to know, Trav, were you responsible for Fuhrer getting his name changed to the dictator? Well, I was responsible for his initial name. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, controversial. <laughs> controversial. So he's gone to the new ownership, he's changed names, and uh, now he's, he's um, known as the dictator for, for, a, mm. for new connections. But Fuhrer was one of your uh, charges, one of uh, the leading the charge for the uh, Travis Murray team. But, um, of course, we cannot uh, forget that Travis is a shareholder in the one and only Clairvoyance. Has there been any updates from Impressive Racing, Travis, about Clairvoyance? I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know where uh, where the superstar sprinting mare is at. I can't let too much out of the bag, but I'm sure plenty of people would have seen her at Lark Hill the last few weeks and doing some light work. So everything's good so far, all positive. Uh, don't really like receiving emails about her because usually they're uh, not so good lately. But, uh, yeah, the, this press so far has gone very well. Now, I saw you uh, briefly, Railway Stakes Day last Saturday, Trav. How was how was the day and um, what was it like getting around headquarters being the WA Racing Mastermind? <laughs> oh, well, it wasn't as uh, clinical performance as I wanted last week. So there was a few people on my back saying oh, I need to improve and I better do better second up. Um, but it was a really good day out at Ascot, favourite day of the year. Uh, and it was a winner's galore, so it was, it was nice. Favourite day of the year, I concur with that. Just mm. a Boxing Day, a close second. Love getting up and watching the cricket early doors and cracking one and getting into it. But I think it's time we get into the mastermind. Um, yeah, we've got no Pete F on this this week for the, the great intro, but I'll, I'll do my uh, I'll do my very best, BJ. Don't forget, fellas, your names are your buzzers. And, your buzzers and uh, names. to be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. You both know how to play. Let's go, Guru. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? Oh, good to go. <laughs> I don't think it was worth laughing. I mean, look at the cha- Channel 10 celebrity now. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to know you, hey. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking back the invite to my party. Uh, mastermind, are you ready? Ready, Gary. All right. Three, two, one. Who am I? I ran in three black type races, the Supremacy, the Perth Stakes, and the Karakata Plate before I broke my maiden status at Northern in late 2018. Six months later, I went on to win the Raconteur Stakes. This week, this weekend, I become one of very few to have competed in all three of WA's current Group 1 races. Patrick Carberry has been my hoop in every race or trial I've competed in. Travis? Cup night. Cup night Cup it is. Night Jeez, it I'm is. Glad. I thought that was an easy one, so I didn't write anything else after that line. So I was, like, if no one gets it by that stage, then they don't deserve it. So, Lockie, you got, a, you got a bad line there, buddy. Yeah, must have. Yeah, okay. Hopefully I'm driving into better reception. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Travis, Murray won. Lockie Taylor yet to score. Yes, Cup night, of course. Going to uh, try and win the winter mm. bottom first up on Sunday. Now, that would be extraordinary from uh, Bernie Miller and Patrick Carberry in the camp. So good luck to Connections. Next question, gentlemen. 
What year did Rock Magic compete in his first winter bottom stakes? Travis. Travis. Uh, 2016. Incorrect. Lockie Taylor for the steal. 2014? No. Oh, bang. 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 That's impressive, Lockie. Just return he, serve. He's no doubt. Had time to chuck that in the Chris website and have a look at it. It's up probably on his <laughs> note. His, it's on his notes for yeah, uh, his like, channel ten mounting up. He's been, he's been studying. Oh yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I thought you were studying from the master. It's about four a.m. But one all. Come on, Travis. You said you were going to be more clinical today. All right. <laughs> Name the horse that started the dollar seventy-five favorite in last year's winter bottom. Lucky. Lucky. Trekking. Trekking. It was. It was tracking. No interstaters this year. All right. Lockie two. Lockie two. Travis one. Next question. In 2017, the JRA Trophy was known as the Tattersall's Cup. Who piloted Trap for Fools to victory that year? Lockie. Oh, Lockie. Lockie Taylor. Douglas White. Oh. <laughs> He's driven into some better reception, clearly. That's uh, that's an impressive little finish there. Well done, Lockie Taylor. That was uh, I underestimated you, mate. Too good. See, look, look what Channel Ten's done to him. It's just really made him rise to the occasion. He'd have, he'd have a real shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, Travis Murray. Thank you for. Uh, I know that you're a very busy man and that you give up your uh, work time to join us here on the one one. But thanks, mate. And um, yeah. That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the post. And um, thanks again for, for joining us on the Mastermind. All right, guys. Well done, Lockie. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. No, tremendous effort, Lockie. And uh, I'm sure we'll get you back next week. But a uh, quick word on Caracapo on Saturday. Uh, you couldn't be any happier, as we quickly spoke about with the barrier draw. Um, should be able to tag Will Chino. Hopefully you get a nice rail hot day type thing. And um, dearie me, I, I reckon he's not impossible to run a, a definitely top half of the field uh, type of effort from the, from the gate. Yeah, well, we can all dream. He's the price he is for a reason, but the horse himself couldn't be any better. I just walked past his yard 15 minutes ago and he looked unreal. I don't think we could have him any better. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's about to run the race of his life. And, um, yeah, watch out first night life if he does. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the team's informed, Lock. Three winners from your last six runners. So, so Berrikino, is it Berrikino? Cross statement, Traverne. Yeah, well, we were struggling for a little bit. We had had a run of out, plenty of horses running second and third for about a month, month and a half. And, um, yeah, funny how things quickly turn and you don't change anything. But, yeah, it's just like we're, we're back up and about again, which is good. Bill coming up Millhouse for Lockie Taylor, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a Simpsons reference. Oh, um, so, mate, yeah, good luck with uh, Caracapo. Good luck. Uh, Channel 10 with uh, your sister Brittany and Scotty Embry and the team there, free-to-wear coverage of uh, day two of the Masters series. And, uh, mate, you're once again the WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations. Sounds good.
definitely a, a rising guy since that Kieran Evans on the show. We've <laughs> <laughs> gone from um, maidens at Albany to uh, oh, what's this? A class two at Belmont. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going too far. It's definitely not black talk, Stan. <laughs> Don't, don't, get, don't get ahead of yourself and send a bloody Albany mate. <laughs> that embraces, that embraces it, it more. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a picnic meeting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lockie, well done, mate, and thanks again, Trav. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, what did you think of that? Yeah, impressive. Lockie's, um, Lockie's fairly sharp, I reckon. So there were a couple of questions in there, like the Dougie White one, that's – I thought that had Murray written all over it. That well, I reckon that had neither written yeah. all over it. I mean, you asked me those before, and I, I was nowhere near um, the Dougie White question. But um, it's funny, the easiest one of the lot was probably for me, was probably the Who Am I with Cut Night, and they both took a bit longer than expected. But no, ominous. I mean, we, we um, yeah, we got lucky in this week, and I don't know, we're going to have people uh, lining up to take on L Taylor next week. We might need another sibling matchup. Mate, we, we put out the. Uh we put out the announcement on Twitter last night. We're looking, we're clamouring for, for contestants. Mm. Uh, people are very reluctant. This week is the word. People are very reluctant to have a crack. So some people have tagged a few few uh, racing personalities mm-hmm. in the in the tweet. But um, seriously, if you do want to have a go, um, this isn't a closed shot. We're look, we're actually looking for contestants, and, and the reason why we have to sort of keep doubling back to people that have been on the show before is that. Uh, I guess a lack of people being piss forthcoming. Week. Piss week? Piss week. That's it. Just take one word and that's uh, piss week. So if you fancy yourself as a, as a mastermind, mate, we're more than happy to get you on the show to have a crack. And uh, and yeah, it's a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring on the table as well as bragging rights. So uh, if you can give up some time on a Thursday morning for 10 minutes with BJ and the Guru, then uh, hit us up, Twitter, at the11pod, let us know. Would like to go back to Toby Dunn at some stage. I thought he was stiff to he, run into I, a red I, hot. I started, oh, really? I started texting Toby Dunn today and then Lockie replied uh, to me. So, yeah, he's yeah. one I'd love to see on again because I reckon he's capable of going the five-banger. Just going bang, 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 bang. Oh, well, Lockie Taylor, the new WA Racing Mark. Once again, he's once been, again, yeah, yeah, once yeah, again, yeah, the yeah. WA Racing Mastermind, courtesy of the Mundaring Hotel. scalps as well. He's knocked off, obviously, his sister Brett. Now he's knocked off uh, <laughs> Travis Murray. That's a couple of who big, beat Who beat couple Lockie? Of big scalps. But, was that was Fraser? It, I think it was, it was the H-Train. It was H-Train. Geez, looking back, that's a – then again, the H-Train won four on the bounce, he? did. Didn't he? Yeah. 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 He, he set the standard, didn't he? He did set yeah. the standard, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, that's his uh, – so, yeah, Heart of the Hills 18, since 1899. Get up there and support our uh, the good folk up there at the Mundaring Hotel. And we're back, race five, Winterbottom Stakes Day. It's the Crown Towers handicap, 1,400 metres. We are just having a, having a chat about a horse by the name of God Has Chosen – who, um, yeah, was the talk of the track after the last last Saturday. There was lots and lots of people who were uh, all aboard the uh, the Wizard in the Get Out Stakes and um, just couldn't quite squeeze through the gap, could he? Uh, got into surprised a- with the timely outburst. I know that God has chosen was well supported, so things had to drift. But timely outburst got out to eight nine bucks um, and got it soft in front. Give a yelp. That, no. that surprised me how the market knew that to some degree. I know a lot of that drift was to do with God has chosen. But well, considering her peak form, like yeah, she's former and good yeah. horses and then as well. Double Jeopardy came out in the morning, which meant there was one less speed yeah. horse, and the only other speed horse was a stable mate, and they'd be aware of that. Yeah, it's just a funny little drift there on, um, yeah, they know. They and, knew, and, but, um, and laugh for the first up runs the second or third. I just had a chat to Laney just an hour or two earlier, yeah. and um, oh, you said, oh, you got laugh for all. No, he wasn't. 
And I can tell he wasn't just trying to give me. I don't think he really expected a huge amount. So, so got us, good, on him. Good, got, got good us chosen. Of, desperately unlucky in life roller. Let's rip with the second or third fastest last 200 of the day to win. I actually didn't think, Yeah. And the horse, do you know who the horse that probably took the biggest knock from that was Vedette to Star? The way the race was run, you'd like to think it goes closer than it did. Yeah. Might just be a thousand meter horse. Yeah. Just need to wait for a yeah. barrier, a thousand meters. Macanto would have won. Yeah. I think if it found a gap. Um, but I actually watched the replay a bit later over that glass of red wine and um, I thought God has chosen. I was like, oh, maybe it was a bit disappointing. Got the chance to watch the head on um, on <laughs> Monday. Uh, dearie me. I was like, it wasn't disappointing, no. <laughs> no, it was a bloody dodge dodge All, look, all dodge I'll say cars. is from all I'll say, two things. One, all I'll say, as, as this goes for two hours, um, <laughs> God has chosen. First of all, Pikey, if he cooks one, and I don't think it was his fault. I just don't think the gaps were there. Um, if if he doesn't have much luck, he tends to right the wrong the very next start. Um, but number two is this horse from barrier two is going to be maybe three of the fence here um, or something close to that. Um, it's look, either way, the way God has chosen races, it, it, it's going to need a little bit of luck still yeah. from, from, the, from that gate. So $1.75, that's, that's a little bit thin. So he's just learning learning his craft. So if, if horses are coming around him, cramping mm. him for room, he's got to learn. Pikey's going to have to teach him how to how to um, get out. But I think it was just very unfortunate. The gap was there when Pikey went for it. And then I think there was a horse of Maley's, was it Skin and Tins, who came out, which created movement, which basically meant the, the there was – you know, five horses trying to squeeze into four lanes at a very at that stage of the straight, and it was very uh, unfortunate for the many many folk who uh, supported God as chosen. But um, yeah, so I just think no no surrender and Sun Sun sort of rolling out in front, setting a genuine clip, just sets it up for for God as chosen and and Pikey just to to do his thing. It's interesting. Are you worried that a fairy fast, Mister Mount Walker, try for us comes across. Are you worried a couple of those get in front, or do you reckon he can hold the back of the speed up before he was? He comfortably held this the, a good position over twelve hundred. They went Saturday. slowly over twelve hundred. That's the one thing. But um, yeah, yeah, especially with more experience, you're right. Yeah, and, yeah. I just think it's just it's up to. The, the whiz, obviously, if they want to come across at speed, then I'm sure he'd be happy to so let them let them come across him, and he can keep them in his sights and gun them down late. What I what I will say is he came off the the high of a uh, Guineas and Railway, and then his last Bright two rides was Bright Diamond, yeah. <laughs> Bright Diamond, and got his chosen. So racing uh, is, uh, is at the great mm. level. Like you saw it there in in the quaddy, basically at us on last Saturday. So, but yeah, what price? Got us chosen for you. Well, I'm two ten. Yep. Probably as long as I could have got it. Yeah. Um I was, yeah. A, I was a flat two dollars. Yeah, was- it's probably a bet price two twenty, two thirty for me, which I don't think we'll get. It's a very popular horse with punters, clearly. Yeah. Um yeah. It's just a it's just it's just always at a sticky sort of spot. I don't really want back against it. Sun Sun from the Breeze, I think, can run a race, might yep. need to hit out. And uh, as again, I I was big on the Figazi last start, obviously. And um I think that was a total forgive run. Yep. Um yeah, but again, it's it's gonna be Alongside God has chosen in the run, it's just about it's going to need the luck, and God has chosen is not going to need the luck, and then you're going to have to forgive the Fagati. So you got a lot of things that line up. Yeah, but if, if God has chosen jumps a dollar seventy, I'm sure something else will present as a bet, and um, I'll have a look at the pattern of the day. But um, yeah, look, hopefully God has chosen gets to two thirty. Hopefully there's some Sun Sun money. It's a good rating source, so hopefully Sun Sun's a uh, a runner who's supported, but. I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to see the price I want. We got us chosen. Yeah, I suspect it's going to be pretty hard in the in the red. Got us mm-hmm. chosen. One thing before we leave this race is a horse number nine, 
truly reliable, which I believe is going to win its share of races moving mm. forward. This isn't its race on Saturday, clearly, but horse. I thought its first up run was really good. This is a horse worth following from the uh, Ray Vincent yard. Uh, ran in some of those three-odd features during the winter. The um, Who am I? Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Ray, Ray Vincent. Um, Does a good job. Who did who did Tina Kutu trade him in? Uh, Baron Over. He just couldn't pinch one of the staying features. The Aquanita. Yeah. Belmont Classic. Yeah. Who was who was competing that master? That was Tommy Johnson and Kevin here in uh, Evans, wasn't it? I've erased that. From yeah, my that's right. Honest, the, yeah. the Lou yeah, Vincent. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've erased that. From <laughs> anyway, honest, yeah. keep it on. Truly reliable. It's a horse that's uh, that's going places. Uh, hopefully for Ray Vincent, who's mm-hmm. uh, doing a good job with his team. But uh, for all intents and purposes, this does that does look uh, got his chosen sort of benefit on Saturday. All right, race number six, the Tab Touch Regional Championship Final, the road to Ascot. And now we, we cannot complain about a difficult race after I've just complained about all the races being oh, the favourites looking too obvious. Uh, this is this is what it's all about. I love this race every year. I really do love this race every year. So obviously I do a lot of my work concentrating in the country. So I got a bit of a got a bit of a head start in that sense. And the form of the horses is all a bit probably fresher in my mind than some, but um what did you come up with here, Beach? Talk me, talk me through it. Did you, did you, did you look at the jurisdictions and who, where you thought was the best form out of the three jurisdictions? Did you, how did, how did you go about the Tab Touch Regional <laughs> Championship Final? Hundred thousand uh, dollars. I would normally defer to you on this sort of stuff, Terry. But I have been watching quite a bit of Albany, uh, sorry, of Geraldton this season uh, and the back end of Kalgoorlie from another little side gig that I do. So um, I'm actually watching the replays and keeping a close eye on these type of horses, not necessarily betting into those meetings, but definitely keep watching them. I've just been really taken with significant heroes return. So I thought his first up win was huge, second up probably should have won again. And I think Stevie Parnham, from gate eight, as long as he doesn't get back to last, I think significant hero. Uh, that was the way I went. I think he's uh, going to be really hard to beat. Kendall's me dad a winning winning chance again, but but again, it's going to have to do it with 60, 61 and a half. And um, there's probably a handful of the thirty runners that are probably going to be fighting out the finish as well. But for me, the way that significant hero is performing in Geraldton, he can uh, he can come to uh, Ascot and make his presence felt. Yeah, that first up win was uh, surreal. It was more surreal the fact that um, it was Melbourne Cup Day and I was having one of the worst days in the punt of all time and it got me out of trouble. At big drift, was it? Price. Yeah, I took some eight bucks. I had yeah. $3.20. Yeah. Um, I took some oh, seven fifty even, whatever the early price was, and uh, topped me bet up late at $28 on Betfair. I can't tell you the last time I backed one that drifted like that, um, especially one. So it was, uh, yeah, quite incredible to come from last, but I thought the most recent performance was better. Yeah. So that run there, they fanned across the track, and you sort of set up for something to to make grand like that. But um, it's most recent run, you had Delago to Hero and uh, Warm and Fuzzy, who's flying mm-hmm. um, in Geraldton at the moment since Ashley Malley's taken over, um, out in front, and it was always going to be a map it couldn't win on because they were stronger horses. They were better mapped um, in regards to there being less speed. They weren't going to bunch up. But for it to hit the line like it did was, um, yeah, was absolutely super. The worry of a significant hero is uh, it's a fresh horse. Yeah. That's the worry. I, I, might, maybe because he's only had it for a couple of campaigns now. Maybe that isn't he's a thing. Five. Maybe, he's only five. Yeah, two, maybe that man. isn't a thing. But that, that's that's that, that's the worry for me. I mean, six. it's three wins have been first up. It's three seconds have been second up. And it's only um, been placed once in seven other starts. But Sometimes that can be a little bit coincidental, some of those figures. So um, I wouldn't 100% um, 
lock in that it's just a fresh horse. But yeah, look, it's the one that should be taking ground off them late. Um, but I, I like to just, uh, as I said before, you look at the three areas. I've got Albany as the third, the, the third of the strings. Um, Kalgoorlie always is the best, but it's just these horses have been up for so long. They feel like they're coming towards the end of long campaigns. Um, so the, I think four of them are 28 days between runs. The only Kalgoorlie heat competitor who's raced since was Alcina who won at Esperance the other day. Yeah, won really well. One of five for Lisa Staples. Yeah. We've got a shout, uh, shout out to Lisa. Yep. That's shout huge. out to Lisa. We should give a shout out to Ryan Hill as well. I went to that pre-show actually. He's uh, retired, I believe. And really? Benny, Benny Patterson, yeah. I think he's uh, taken up a role. I think he's in a train. Um, jockey jockey trainer or just trainer? No, just training. Yeah, right. Yep. Oh, so, we should get him on the show. 100% we yeah. should. Yeah, he's quite the character. You should mm. listen to him and um, Brad Parnham's podcast as yeah. well. Um, but yes, I, I traditionally have Kalgoorlie as the number one um, uh, jurisdiction where the best form comes from. Pete Fernie wins this race more often than not. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit of a, a bit of a worry with um, those horses being a month between runs to some degree and drawn wide, um, yeah, and where they're drawn and just been up forever as well. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how strong it all is. It's just I'm all looking at the fact copping points has gone down. One, it's my uh, trial so well. Didn't I backed you, it, first back it first up, <laughs> and it was. Just horrid. Like it went horrid. And then it's come out and it's won a pretty, pretty, it's regional championship heat. That was pretty weak. Little Pungas got to the breeze. Star Authorizer has come from last, was run of the race. Um, so that, that's oh, that, that's sort of why I'm looking at the Albany form as maybe the third elect. Like mm -hmm. I, yeah, I do like the Candles, me dad. I like Kaz Carthy's run as well. Yep. Super. Um, far better on speed. But if this was 1,400, not 12, I'd probably be looking there. Oh, look, yeah, Significant Hero is the one coming in with the best recent runs, Yeah. Um, whether it can reproduce in town, whether it gets the right run because it will get back. That's how it does its best racing. You don't want it to be too close to them. But, look, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by the price. I'm going to go with the Peter Fernie run. I'm going to go with William Pike. I'm going to just – I'm going to simplify this, BJ. Peter Fernie's got three in the race. Um, Scan Golo is – with Pike going on, you'd suggest he had the choice over Semigel. Divine Beast looks tired at the moment. Scan has got a bit of – Bit of gate speed. It was a good win. Um, it was a good win. It was an okay win with Andrew Castle on last start. Um, came out of the same race as Alcina, who's about the same price <laughs> in the race. I think it's got the tactical speed to probably um, follow across horses outside of him and Delago to Hero, Warm and Fuzzy, uh, Little Punga from 15 and Land sort of uh, just forward of midfield. Yeah, I think especially seeing as Pete's son Luke owns a big chunk of this one and Tommy Wolf. good luck to the lads on Scandolo. Um, for me, it just looks like it deserves to be your favourite in this race. And I don't know how I've got my market to what I have, but I've got it 370. So I, I don't know how I've got it that short. That now, in retrospect, looks looks a little <laughs> bit thin, to be honest with you. But look, we're, we're talking eight bucks across the board. So, yeah, um, yeah. look, if in doubt, Peter Fernie, William Pike in a, uh, in, a, in, yeah. a, in a regional championship. I think, I think they ran second last year with Absolute. What about Moses be Absolute and maybe Megadon? Previous there? year, did Mr. Janelle win it? Uh, yes, yeah. And the previous year, uh, uh, Lindsay Smith's horse, uh, not Lindsay Smith's horse, um, uh, Want to Be Good ran second, well-backed. It was beaten by a Fernie runner with Pike on board. Right. I, I, I couldn't find the history of the race, but I would have loved to have seen it because I reckon he's been dominant in it, so – um, yeah, my plan is to uh, back Scandola and save on your one significant hero, BJ. I'm going to – which is a bit disappointing. I wanted, I, I, I wanted to go a little bit far. If it was 1,400 metres, I would have tipped Kaz Kazi each way, I reckon. So, um, yeah, I'm just surprised by the Scandola price. I think it's um, 
I don't think it's a, a world beater, but uh, it's got a lot of things in its favour in regards to jockey and uh, and hoop and a bit of tactical speed. Sure does. All right. Race seven, Japan Racing Association Trophy. This race is also known as the Tattersall's Cup. And the guru has a runner, number one, Dig Deep, getting stretched out to the 2,100 metres after uh, after running his heart out in the railway last Saturday. But... Number four, Midnight Blue is the current even money favourite on the back of a pretty decisive Ascot Gold Cup. Midnight Blue is on the march towards the Perth Cup, having run third in the event last year. He seems like an even better horse this time around. But gate 10, he's going to get back mm. and he might give – there might be some horses up on top of the speed who might fancy uh, their chances. Have you seen with the 2,100-metre jumps from as well? Mm. That's awkward, isn't it? Yeah. What do you got, 100 metres if that to the yep. turn? Like you've got no time to get to that first bend. So for, for Midnight Blue and, and Dig Deep in 10 and 11, it's probably not the most um, ideal draw. And, and the funny thing is it's not the worst race to be drawn wide in because if you look at the speed map in this race, you've got um, your obvious um, – you're obvious. You think Juice and Carrots will be kicked up and try to lead as best it can. Taxigano, they'll be more aggressive on here, I've got no doubt. Uh, Maricino will roll forward. It had to go wild to get to the breeze outside Mr. Delegator last time. And they'll, they'll all just amble up there. Maricino is probably not impossible to even cross. Yeah. And, um, I, don't know, I don't know if Juice and Carrots, if they like him leading, do they? they don't, I'm pretty sure that they want him to she breeze, gets um, on Twitter. I follow her on Twitter. I think she doesn't like when he draws barrier one. He doesn't like horses inside? doesn't like being inside of the horse. He doesn't so, like being inside of the horse. So I would imagine that they'll be pretty aggressive not – if they do get crossed to pop out to the breeze yeah. or something. Yeah. So I'm pretty – don't quote me on that. But I'm, no, I'm, pretty I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure that because I've looked, yep. I'll look through his form and he's always, he's always like outside leader, Jason Carrot. Yep. So. And, um, and I think he got away with it. There's no sectionals for the York uh, Cup, but I think he got away with it pretty soft in front. But Roman Flirt was going really, really well. And to hold him off, I'm going to give that run more credit than mm. I probably initially did because Roman Flirt tough, had the race shot to bits. He's a tough bastard, Juicing Carrots. Yeah. So, look, Juicing Carrots, but if Maricino can cross and find the fence, Juicing Carrots in the breeze, mm. um, yeah, Mar especially with Sean McGrady going on. This this, this, this stat I'm going to give you sounds like a bit of a knock, but it's not meant to be a mm. knock. But uh, Maricino with Whiting is one from 18 without Whiting at six from 10. Is that right? That is brilliant stuff. Yeah. So uh, that's obviously it sounds like a bit of a knock, but it's just it's, it's quite it's, incredible. Well, Some horses it, and jockeys it, don't get along. It's a, they're just facts, aren't they? Yeah, they're facts. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they're just facts. So it's um yeah quite incredible that little number. So Maricino uh, to go forward after Bad Wolf, who's got the tactical speed to probably land in fourth, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've got Poulton Lasands, Paddy Shadow, the Baron, Temptation, Stafford's Lads, um, and the Midnight Blue Dig Deep. There's no next run of horses yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The media baron could land fifth or sixth if they want to type I mean, thing. Paddy but Shadow. You'd almost yeah. think, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Midnight Blue, do they just show a bit of aggression and try and land in fifth? Because there should be a big spot there. There should be gaps opened up. But in doing so, you get caught deep, and that's probably the way you lose the race. So it's very interesting. The horse that's probably got the best tactical speed to land in that spot stick deep. Yeah. You know? So it would be wanna, interesting. Do you do that? Well, was, that's the thing. I'm not going to really weigh in. Um, I, I don't think personally dig deep will stay. Um, it's interesting, though. His last few runs have had a pattern where between the four and the two, he's been running like in the railway around the slower sectional. Um, and then from the two to the line, he's ran um, – the um, eighth or ninth quickest last two. So mm. you sort of come again. So the, the general feel is that he wants more ground, but wanting more ground is to me is another way of saying it's not going that well. But we'll, we'll find out. I, I like it. The thing is if we try and go forward, get caught deep, we don't find out if he stayed or not. So yep. I, I'm not as worried about trying to win this race as I am about learning something about the horse. So um, I think I, I'm happy with what they do either way. I'm, I'm, the same could be said for Midnight Blue, right? Perth Cup, 
favourite if the market was mm. out right now. Are they gut buster? Are they just going to be happy to ride him patiently and let him win if sort of win if you can, but don't bust the gut to do so with Towton Cups, ATA, whatever they want to do with him moving moving forward? Um, because the more points he picks up on his way to the Perth Cup. As What's well. the Perth Cup usually a ninety-five well, plus? See, last couple of years we've been blessed with um, good, like I think we're truly great. You know, who yep. made made the handicap last? It was truly great the rest last year. <laughs> he won, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> Which made the handicap, and it was a great race. Uh, however, the more points that Midnight Blue accumulates en route to the Perth Cup means that he could get into the Cup close to top weight. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to work out who who go, who, yeah. who heads in that direction. So I'm not saying that they don't want to win. However, do they want to roll forward from 10, put him in a spot and run the risk of getting caught three wide, no cover, and then impact his preparation moving forward? It's a dilemma that they'll work out, but Peters, Team Williams, William Pike, they, they're, the, they're the best for a reason. They can, work, they can sort themselves out. But that is something that, uh, crept into my mind last night. When yeah, I was what before. price were you in that blue? Um, 220. Yeah, sales 240, uh, probably as long as I could have got him. I was just a bit worried about what they do from the gate and the fact that a horse like Paddy Shadow will get it nice and soft there and can improve big time, looks very well suited. I'm expecting Taxgano to improve as well, being uh, read more aggressive. Yeah, I reckon Maricino is the one. Uh, but Maricino is the one, but I think the market's got that. Though, yeah. which really annoyed me. I thought Maricino might be the one the market didn't get, and I could because if he's going to get beaten, as I like to say, with a good horse that can make ground, it's usually not going to be out sprinted. Mm. It's usually a horse that steals it from the front. Yeah. So yeah, Maricino is the one. I think Sean McGrady will come out trying to probably lead the race. But um, in saying that, you can. Yeah, I, I was like, oh god, Stafford's ladder place <laughs> probably represents value at four dollars fifty. I was like, oh, but then again, I think Media Baron for a place at seven bucks probably represents value. And I'm Paddy like, Shadow oh, the place. Hang on, Patty Shadow for the place. Then I'm like, hang on, they don't all represent value. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get a feel for it on the day. I'm I'm really undecided what I want to do here, but uh, probably a good race to be an owner. All right, Guru, it is time to get stuck into the Group One Crown Perth Winterbottom Stakes. Wait for age, 1,200 metres, the jewel in the crown of our West Australian sprinting events, Elite Street, trying to win back-to-back, Winterbottom, still a 50 favourite. Stable, mate, Will Chino, the likely leader. She has been heavily supported leading into this event. every time you look. And she is. And there's a host of other stars smattered in a full 16-horse field. We've got two emergencies too, triple missile and all-day session. So just a reminder to anyone that triple missile gets a start, no doubt he'll go around here and get scratched on that earlier race. But uh, let's get rolling on this one. Terry, I read your uh, very uh, expansive preview on the Betfair hub for the winter bottom stakes, but put a lot of work into that, mate. And, uh, yeah, if anyone hasn't read it, make sure you check it out. Set aside an air or two. Yeah. Um, wouldn't expect anything less, mate. So, but it sounds like you're uh, pretty heavily leaning towards uh, Will Chino. Yeah, I, I started tipping Will Chino to a few people uh, probably a week and a half ago when I saw Merv and Scratched. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as I said, I'm the type of person that do maps for these type of races a little bit out just so you can get cheeky little prices before the final field. So, I sort of chipped Will Chino from sort of nines down to sort of stopped at six dollars. Um, but I managed to get a lot on going, obviously, over and over and over again, over uh, over a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I just came down to the fact that I really do believe this is this is a group one. But if this was the group three Roma Cup or whatever, we wouldn't you wouldn't blink. It's not much different. There's no Eastern status here. So we look at the fact that um, 
uh, elite streets is the Colonel Reeves they're coming out of, right? Mm -hmm. And then we look at the 72 plus. Do you reckon that elite street aside, right, take out elite street, do you reckon that that Colonel Reeves was a better race? Would you be, would you be a chance of tipping secret plan, tri triple missile, and will channel in, in the Colonel Reeves? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yep. So there's yep. elite street out. It's oh God, I think it's a really – I don't think there was anything between the Colonel Reeves and the 72 plus, which sounds obviously quite – Funny, but I just think a lot of those horses have all had their chances. So for me, then that came down to it's still like I'm not knocking Elite straight. The way it's been winning, it's been winning super. It's got a little bit of tactical speed. It can close off. Um, weight doesn't bother it. it. It ticks all the boxes. Um, but it was just the price differential, which I was quite keen on. At but the you, time. Were, you already, were you already on Elite Street? Yeah, I've got twelve bucks Elite Street. Okay, well, so yeah, you're able to. I'm 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 well set. Yeah, I'm in a good spot. Yeah. Um, so, but I, wheelchair is my better result. Comfort, okay. Comfortably my better result. I've had a, a lot of my wheelchair I got into Western Empire at the 210 while it was still there. So um, I've, I've not missed this. Uh, it's probably the goal of the year, actually. Um, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> until Sunday. At least first of okay, yeah. Until, <laughs> until race four on Sunday. Wait till race four today at Northern, following our man Latham in. Um, but, um, so that's what it came down to. It, it's not so much that I'm, Will Chino's unbeatable. It just came down to the fact that I just thought that the seven, eight, seven, six, five, even the four forty. It, it's for a race that I think looks a pretty much a two horse race with how it's going to be run. Um, it was really the value with Will Chino that had me going that way, and I, I can't see why. I feel like she drops three and a half kilos and goes to an easier race to a degree. But then there's Elite Street. Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware that there's Elite Street. I'm not definitely don't want to knock Elite Street in the slightest, but. That's how I viewed it, which is such a funny way to view going to a weight for age group one from a 72 plus that you're going well, to an but, easier but, race. Yeah, but also you, the, the key takeaways from that uh, 72 plus victory was Will Chandler carried 60 yeah. and ran 108, right? Nearly set, yeah. So, so she goes down. If she carried 56 and a half, she would have set the track record. One thing I will say though, it, it was a bit of a dream for her. Do it was a highway. It was a good three. Yep, 100%. It was a bit, And also the Zeeble being in the race – she was able to slipstream Zebel mm -hmm. and never had to break stride, and that was it was it was set up for her to run time, right? Yep. So uh, we the I the, still think she was holding. Like a lot of people say, "Oh, secret plan, triple missile will close." I, I reckon she had secret plan for another hundred meters. I reckon she. I reckon that they weren't closing as hard as as not as like triple missile the previous start. She had to stop with the pressure applied from Zebel. Yeah. That that and as I wrote about probably in too much detail. That's the biggest thing I'm concerned about. I actually didn't like Barrier One, and I I openly said I didn't really like Barrier One because if say a Money Matters or an Indian Pacific, let's talk about that. Let's come out that, to yeah. pour it on. Um, yeah, she will be susceptible, and yeah. Late Street will get past her late, or the Late Street gets bad luck. Um, I saw you tip for second actually, Stage Man, one hundred percent could be the one that goes past. It mm. needs the double though. The pressure yeah. poured on Will Chino and then Elite Street to get bad luck, but. Stage man's capable of winning. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah. You know, like, but you need those two things to go right, and then for stage man for everything to go right for. So he's that one of those horses that if the planets align for stage man, he could do anything on any given day. You know, so yeah, he could do anything, yeah. but he's. Still, I still think Elite Street's a length better. Yeah, horse. I agree. I so agree. and Elite Street's going to have field position room as well. What, what I went back and watched last year's Winterbottom because yep. we were chatting on WhatsApp about Will Chino and Gate One and what that means and. I thought it was a pretty simple sort of setup initially. And I went back and watched last year's Winter Bottom. Craig Stable was on Condor Heroes and they went bananas out in front. 
Um, well, who were the horses in that one, though? That was Indian Pacific. Was, uh, who were the uh, Indian Pacific? Yeah, yep. Indian, Indian Pacific out taking a sit. Yeah, had to. Yeah, yeah was just upset. couldn't, just couldn't go. Yeah. So, and there was an interesting quote from a Jay Rooney article about Money Matters being ridden more prominently in the than he was last start. Money Matters shared the lead in the race. Yeah, and, and had, he shouldn't have handed up. And handed should up. Have, he should have kept like so, moving out. So, how can you be more prominent than that? So, does more prominent mean like leading, trying to lead? Do they well, want to try? And, do they want to try and cross Will Chino? Do they want to? What's what? What will uh, Team Ganjima, the Ganjimi brothers? I don't what think that'll be, work. What, in, will, what will they be looking to do? I don't think that'll matters? work in Rock Magic's favour if they do that. I think Rock Magic could prefer a steadily run race, have field position on Elite Street, and get going before it. Yeah. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just another. Not fact. that I'm saying they're setting the race up for all so that wouldn't be what's occurring, but um, yeah, no. I, I think with Money Matters, I think the idea with Craig Stables will be to um, say we want the breeze, we want to hold yeah. Indian Pacific out, yeah, in the cheap seats. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that will mean that the create race a three wide line, line which could suit. Which could at the end of the day, it should be run above benchmark. It should be run should. like a proper race. They should be hooning. But if Money Matters, Craig Stables on Money Matters, who will trade over a hundred dollars Betfair, could determine that Will Turner can't win the race yes, if he goes if he goes wild. Um, as I said, Chris can be a defensive jockey at times. So Chris might say, "This is wild and let you go," and then go to pop out. But by that stage, Indian Pacific Red Cam Man have come across, taken that spot, and he's got the back. And you've got to pick up and sprint. And uh, Will Chino, while he took cover last start, that wasn't really cover because, as you said, never had to break stride. So, yeah, hundred percent. That's that's my biggest concern. And I would um, I'd give up the one cent deduction. Oh, I'm actually I'm all in, aren't I? Um, for money matters to be scratched, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be pretty pretty content. Oh, oh, money matters doesn't always step. Yeah. 100% brilliantly. It, so it was half slow away first up, but it yep. was quick away second up. Yep. So, yeah. So that's that's the watch as well, I guess. But uh, that's that was my big thing with yeah. Barrier 1. I, I would have preferred a, wide, a slightly yeah. wider gate. And so I, know, I think I Barrier 1 was a negative. Yeah. So that was that was the reason why money uh, for, me, for me in my rankings, Will Chena slid to third. Mm -hmm. Just I was just worried, like, can she sustain, you know, that extreme heat in um, – for the entire twelve hundred meters, and, exactly right, and and also, like you know, we could talk ad nauseum about Elite Street. Ten is a just a great great gate for this horse. It's going to be three wide, cover maybe four wide, but just kept out of trouble. Brad Ruilla just has has got an unbelievable connection with this horse. All I'll say on that is it should be just be kept out of trouble, no worries. But you never know how a race can unfold. Yeah. You know, for Barrier Ten, and if. A sit and sprinter over a mile is a little bit different to a sit and sprint over 1,200 metres. I think we're almost just taking for granted how well Brad Willer has handled Elite Street. Yeah. The five yeah. times, four times. Four, four, four times he's four been wins. in yeah. Four times he's been in the saddle. He's just handled Elite Street perfectly. And there is always the possibility that you just end up underneath a horse and you go, bugger, I'm under. And next thing you know, you're underneath a horce by the time you get out and you sprint. That's how um, it lost the Roma Cup. Roma Cup, um, yeah. Elite Street. So, yeah. look, it's... I think we've just got to take, we can't take for granted that Elite Street will get out and rolling exactly at the right time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, 100% see what you're saying. And if, if they chop at Will Chino and Elite Street's out in the clear, there's only one winner. Yeah. So it, it's, look, it's, uh, if you looked at the way I've analyzed the race, I've, I've marked them alongside each other because I think if Will Chino is not given it in front, but if it can roll and go quicker than they should and, and, it can just run the numbers that can just beat yeah. them. It just quick horses out in front just win races, you know. Yeah. They don't need any luck. They don't need things to go their way. This is the time they're going to run. If you're going to catch me, this is what you've got to do to beat me. And that's what I'm coming out with, Will Chino. Maths. Maths, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. The first horse to lead all the way since um, – Buffering? Buffering is what I'm going for, but yeah. I might be wrong.
Um, so stage man, the case for stage man. <laughs> Seven-year-old now. Hey, Doc. Seven, hey, Doc. Seven-year-old now. That was, yeah, I shouldn't know that. Buffering. Magnificio, no? Don't think she led, no. Buffering, Barracky. Barracky led. So Pretty sure. Uh, the last nine winners, one, two, three. Magnificio took a sit, I think. Yeah. Three, four of the last nine have led. There you go. Okay. I thought it would be less than that. But in saying that, they were reasonable horses. In saying that, wheelchair is reasonable horses. Good horses, yeah. yeah. The other thing before I before you on, sorry, is that you've got to look at the fact that Mervyn's been the bunny. Oh, yeah. And that's a real big thing. I didn't really think about that till I was deeper into it. I was like, hang on, it's been chasing a, a race where Mervyn's going to stop. Mervyn, what price Mervyn going around a 72 plus, mm. 78 plus, going around 30, 40 to 1. So Mervyn's been stopping on him. And look at the fact Long Beach is at three deep, no cover at set weights and penalties and run third. It's not great form. No. I see red was stiff as anything. Plutocracy was stiff as anything. It was How a, many horses were stiff as anything? It was anything? a bunch finish, yeah. So, yeah. but again, had something in the shed. Elite Street had something in the shed. So, yeah, yeah, I think Brad was kidding yeah. to him, really. Look, I, um, I, I probably, if, if I was taking the 350 that it's going to probably jump, I, I wouldn't be as bullish. Yeah. It was more the fact that I had been. No, no. I, been, I, I messaged you about a week and a half ago and I told you, Will Chino, this, yeah. this price now. I get it. Very, I get it. And I'm no knock on. I'd love to see Will Chino. I just want a big opinion. But <laughs> uh, the, it's just that that money matters is become a real interesting runner. A real interesting runner in the winter bottom. Case for stage, man. I actually think barrier 15 is a good draw for this horse <laughs> because CJP can, as you said in your preview, he can ride with freedom. He can find the – he can maybe even land on – Goes best for him too probably. Yeah, maybe even land on Leach Street's back if something – if things fall into place. Like Either way, he's going to be sort of three or four wide. The thing with stage, man, which brings him undone, is he's – he always tends to end up in between, inside, in trouble, traveling, but with nowhere to go. With at least with fifteen, he's going to be out rolling with a full head of steam. Oh and, well, you know. Well, yeah. Say that, yeah. Next thing you know, he comes back and looks and runs on the inside of him. Yeah. And, um, like I mean, he he's, last year it was Paddy Carberry who got held up the entirety. The previous year it was, it was Pikey, Pikey who yeah. got held up the entirety. So yeah. yeah, and and then the other runner we need to talk about is Graceful Girl, who's. Going to have to do it from last. She was incredible, bouncing back in the reeves. But she's then, probably going to have to do it from last anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah, she's just got no tactical speed uh, from. I think she can win next year's railway still. Yeah. Okay. I, I think she's. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason they pegged her. Maybe they knew how good the other one was. Western Empire. Who else do we want to cover here? Cup night. Uh, yeah, cut nights, exciting runner, but again, for it to win, it has needs bad luck because I don't think it's out sprinting elite straight at weight for age. I don't know if it's out sprinting star. Oh, it can out sprint stage mania on its day if they've got it. It's, it's how well they have them going. It, it's really interesting. Um, Rock Magic, I, I'd, I'd hope to see Rock Magic run into third place. Um, I think it's going really nicely. Um, draw, maps to draw really nicely. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, if you're looking purely on the um, the Colonel Reeves, I see red, I see red. Was going to run third there, I reckon. At worst, only meets elite straight two kilos. Yeah, so it was very, nicely. Wasn't really well in. No, it wasn't well in there. So it actually meets a lot of these um, two and a half kilos. But like Long Beach meets two and a half better. So uh, I see red. I see red. Just purely on the the aesthetics of that. Um, like if elite straight's two bucks, it's fifty to one. Like just just on the aesthetics of that particular run, you could make a little case for it. Um, yeah, th this is a year where everyone, most people are going to be tipping elite straight. Some will be tipping Will Chino, um, but it's it's not. It's not completely out of the realms that, as you said, so Will Chino gets gets the pressure applied and doesn't doesn't have the kick in the end, and um, Elite Street, a sprinter that gets back can always find some bad luck. And Elite Street's probably, you know, it's probably due to find some bad luck in a race. <laughs> I tell you what, though, but, like uh, and then and then you, you get beaten by a, a, a stage man, a Rock Magic, a uh, Rock Magic. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't think Rock Magic can win. 
Um, Elite Street is a bit of a cage lion, though. Like, so that which is, and he's. I don't know whether Dan necessarily wanted to go to all those races on the way through, but that's just the way that it's panned out, and he's thrived. But this, this, this horse. It, even Brad Willis said in our chat that if you if you if you give him a little squeeze or ask him for half a length more early in a race, you can lose him. So it's very delicately poised as to the correct way you efficiently or economically use his weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So if but Brad's very, Brad's very connected with this horse and he just knows what he can do and what he can't do. So it's very hard to look past Elite Street. But I have to just touch on my old, my old fave Red Can Man. He was unreal in the Reeves. Um, for Peter Nucky, set outside leader, boxed on into fourth. He's going to be fitter, reunited with Sean McGrady. Couldn't quite get him, jam him into the 1-1 one, one with, with no. confidence like I usually oh, do. Where's he going to be? Uh, Leading up a three-wide line? Possibly or... or do you have any in Pacific Braves? Who do I have? Because money matters is probably the horse that's costing him the 1-1, one, one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do have Red Cat Man... One one in my map here. Yeah, is that your hopeful map? It's, it's just my, this is my prayers. Where map. I wanted to be in that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just put it You're mani- manifesting here. it. But uh, yeah, correct. But um, yeah, we sort of there was a there was a couple of horses there that were a bit sticky. Money matters being one, Indian Pacific the other. So, but yeah, look, the the only thing that I'd say about Red Cam Man is I would expect a natural improvement. His best his best form puts him right in the, in the finish. He's a bloody good horse. It's just whether how much that first up run took out of him considering the preparation he had leading up to that. And um, and then uh, for me, if, if it was 21 days between runs, I'd be really confident of a top three finish. So I'm just a little bit wary about Red Cam Man. Uh, just just um, coming back from Melbourne, no trial, ran his heart out in the Reeves, whether he can either elevate off that or whether he comes back off that. So mm-hmm. that was my only thing that I want to touch on with Red Cam Man. But I'm, um, yeah, I just find it, impossible to look past Elite Street. I just think he's just just got a length or two on all our sprinters here. And for my, for mine, the way he's going, another win in the winter bottom, I think Dan can take him back to the East Coast in uh, 2022 with a lot more confidence, with a lot more mature horse, and I reckon look out in some of those big group ones in the autumn. Yep. No, bang on. Um, great race. Very exciting race. And, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Didn't know. What else to say there? <laughs> Will Chain. I'm, uh, yeah, I've clearly locked in myself in the Will Chino camp now, but um, that is that is price orientated as well. But I, yeah, just excited. I'm interested to see what time they run as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Will Chino can, can, I tell you what, if she can, that three and a half kilos, if she can, if she can rise from midweek, this is incredible stuff. Well, if, Murph, she, she, if she can Murph rise music, from music, what happened last year? Yeah. Lost a, lost a maiden in June or April, whenever it was. A yeah. late street did to Mirth and Music, yeah. and then won a winter bottom six six months later. So Will Chino has gone. Remember Will Chino got beaten as an odds-on pop down the straight. Pinjara uh, ATM seventy ones to sixes. <laughs> How's that? I don't think it's been beaten since Will Chino, and so it's oh, gone midway. ATM's gone down a few times. Yeah. Since. <laughs> ATM should be favourite ish. I think it's one of West Westby Platinum Rays that's gone. 66 plus, 72 plus, 72 plus, and now it's second favourite for the winter bottom. This is incredible rapid rise to uh, to fame for Will Chino and Dan Morton and the camp and uh, pretty significant that uh, the Ascot stable of uh, Danny Morton, Morton Racing of the two faves in the group one winter bottom. Mm. Whoever had the 1,000 each way and um, had touch advertised it a while ago at the 50 to 1, good luck to him as well. I hope it's one of the owners. I'm sure it is one of the yeah, owners. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to – yeah, good work. First of all, getting approved for that bet. And second of all, um, 
He'd be happy now. If you want, he could just chop it out and have it going for free. If, if, they're an owner, if they're an owner, though, they'll probably like dig their hip. Yeah, that looks ugly, doesn't it? All right. All right. Okay. Um, race number nine. More importantly, known as a get out stakes. S T E A K S. Proudly brought to us by who, BJ? Market City Meats, oh. of course. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Uh, make sure that you uh, drop in and catch up with Timmy Hewitt. Him and his team run the show out at Market City Meats. Uh, plenty to look forward to, especially with their Christmas menu about to be unleashed. So make sure you get out there and support our sponsors, Market City Meats, Timmy Hewitt and the team. Uh, yeah, all our Top Gun winners, I think have all picked up their collect from Timmy uh, out of Market City Meats, very happy campers. Uh, he's had plenty of visitors from our recent Get Out Stakes um, victors, including last week's episode 103 winner, Andy Briggs. That's his second Get Out Stakes triumph. So well done, Andy. And he pipped poor old Joe Kelly. <laughs> oh, That's it. Mate, unreal. Joe, yeah, uh, I think Andy should um, cook you a meal. Yeah, give you a three, three a steak. Throw your bones. Throw your bones. <laughs> Ah, laugh a roller getting beaten after finding it in the get out stakes. Anyway, Andy, too good, mate. Laugh a has been a really good horse to me in the last uh, few months. <laughs> That's complete another sarcasm, by the way. So, uh, actually, I think Andy's won a mastermind somewhere along the journey as well. So, the get out, the 1-1 uh, the one, one has been very good to Mr. Andy Briggs, that is for sure and certain. Don't forget, this week, to enter this week's get out stakes, race nine at Ascot, winner bottom stakes day. Hit us up at the11pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win. Race nine, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And remember, the Sam White rule guru? Uh, first in, last in gets Harry Thomas. Okay, very good. I ran into Sam White and the boys. Yeah. Luke Knight. That was semi. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think they were. Was he the first one in the conversation? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. He was best dressed too, yeah, Sammy was White. best dressed. Uh, ran into him at the finish line as treasured star. Made oh. uh, made mincemeat of him in the guineas, so that was that was quite comfortable viewing, Guru. Yeah, so, um, but uh, but the boys were uh, having a tremendous day out there at headquarters. So, yeah, get yeah. our stakes, get around it, Guru. All right, BJ, race number nine. Good race to analyse. I like this to finish the day. We're talking five bucks the field, basically. Oh, good race. Um, well, it is. Let's let's have a bit of a a, a bit of a wag of the chins here. Um, so Beret and Apple Schnapps are both led last start and won by panels. Yeah. One super. You'd suspect Beret won't be able to lead this. Yep. Um, you'd suspect Apple Schnapps might be able to lead this, but I'm I'm intrigued, intrigued to your speed map, BJ. Have they put – a few questions I'm going to pose you to answer in your speed map for me is, have they put Lactar on MTA to just say, bugger, it's time to change things up here and just jump and bloody run with 52 and a half? I, have they – I'm going to pose them all. Oh, answer them all. Okay. Apple Schnapps, they've gone back to Jared Noski. I think that's probably got something to do with the fact he's riding Rock Magic 2 in the previous race. A bit of a team thing there. They obviously won't change tact. Can it cross and find the fence? Harry Thomas, it can be a quick horse. It just sits in behind and probably I'd suggest they're trying to find form with Harry, but I presume that'll be the plan. Beret, while they probably ride it aggressively, do they just look for a spot midfield here and say, well, we're not leading this? And then what does Holly Watson do on Laurentinio? Go. Ooh, all right. MTA has to lead. Has to? Has to. Because a lot of its best racing was parking on him. Oh. Around second in the Guineas leading. It did. Sorry, I was watching yep. the dance. It parked on it, yep. wasn't it? Yep. I think if you're going for Lactar with a claim when you're already on the minimum, you're 
it feels to me like they'll be pretty keen to lead. Okay. Um, yep. So I don't think he can win if he doesn't lead. Mm-hmm. Laurentinio. Utilise the lightweight. Yep. You, you, Laurentinio knows no other way, has to come across. If Lactar is second-guessing himself at the MTA, then Holly's going to cross him and she's going to find the front. Well, hang on. Where, where's that for snaps? Uh, I don't I, I don't know. With, I think that, that might have been a bit of a... It led its previous start as well. Bruce. Yeah, outside leader. But, yeah, I, I don't think there was these type of horses in the race. I think they'll push forward, don't get me wrong. I've got Apple Snaps in the 1-1. So I've got Apple Snaps coming out, un- following Laurentino across underneath it and then allowing Laurentino to, to punch the breeze and to get, get, the, get the trail. Uh, and then it was a couple, there was a few sort of uh, horses vying for the leaders back. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see Chris Parnham kick up with Bruce Almighty, try to hold a spot as well. Harry Thomas. Harry Thomas is going to be there. Uh, and I, to answer your question about Beret, I think that was a bit – Led by default the other day, and they'll be looking to tuck in, especially with the with the tempo and the pressure that's going to be uh, applied in this. Uh, what are we? Forty under meter contest. So I, I think Beret can can land midfield with some cover and be dangerous from there. Hmm. Interesting. I wanted you to put Laurentino in the one one. Uh, following uh, following Apple Schnapps. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. That's what I thought might occur. I think Noski might go in with a real tenacity to, okay. to lead. I think Apple Schnapps might even find the fence because people they don't all think like us. So MTA might be contending a hot in a hotly run race to um to hand up and follow Apple Schnapps potentially. You might yeah. just, it's been in too slowly run races. So um, and then if that occurs, Laurentino might end up in the breeze unless they really kick up with Harry Thomas and there's a spot there. But um. I, I I think Laurentino has run some really nice races with cover in the past if that does eventuate. But the most likely place I agree for Laurentino is in the breeze, either outside of Apple Schnapps or outside of MTA. It's, it's interesting though. The Ganges said our first start for their stay were Apple Schnapps straight to the front mm-hmm. with Cash. I think he, it was Cash. I think he surprised them a little bit. Yeah, Cash, right? Uh, it has never really been ridden in that fashion previously, Apple Schnapps. And Beret leads different Set up, I think uh, Big Butterbone missed the kick. Ginger Flyer was a bit hesitant to cross, landed in front, control. It's interesting. Do do they does Apple Schnapps maintain those tactics? Hundred percent, you would. You win yeah. by you win by five. You just but Beret is the opposite. It was sort of it's a sort of horse that doesn't. That was just it feels like a bit of a one off. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Like when Snippy misled that yeah. day. I think. Clint Johnston Porter and Adam are pretty smart. They look at the map and they say, we're not quick enough to yeah. lead this. We're gonna, it's going to be silly. But we are quick enough to follow the speed horses drawn outside of us, mm. Apple and Laurentino across, and land in fifth or sixth and get a head start on – I mean, the two horses that should be suited by the hot tempo coming at them late should be Bogart and Beret. Mm. So let's get a little a head start on Bogart might be the thought process. So, um, yeah, intriguing race. Our Apple snaps, I think, a risk. I'm going to take on Apple snaps. It goes down one and a half kilos and goes so far up in grade. Its win was huge, big data win as well, but um, you've got to have a query on the fact that the Breeze and Leaders Back Horses stopped dead on the rest of them and, oh, the Classic Rogue was the run of that race just behind it and Classic Rogue, you know. It's, a, it's going well this campaign, Classic Yeah, Rogue, yeah. But, but it's just, just a battle. You know, it's just a battle. Yeah. So Apple Schnapps up to 72 plus, great, going to take on, first of all. Um, second of all, uh, Platinum Bullet at $6.50. Uh, that's just for me as a take on. I'm going to take it on. Uh, MTA, I love the use of the claim, if ridden, as you said. Um, I just don't think it's going as well. I'm, the jury's got to be out for me. So that's not as big a take on, but I'm not going to be on MTA. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I think the winner might, might come from Beret or Bogart sitting off him, coming at him late and getting over the top of him. But 
I don't want to be on either of those two horses at sort of four to six bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just two horses that have sort of had their wins. I know Bogart goes well fresh, had the two trials. They were both okay. Um, Beret just had its an overdue victory. Do you now want to jump on after it's had that win and won't be leading in, in, in the same manner? So I'm going to I'm gonna back in the horse. I think it's got the best form in this race from the awkward gate in Laurentinio. Um, I think if Holly can come across and either get to the breeze softly enough or ideally MTA kicks up, Apple Schnapps goes to the breeze. And um, she lands in just behind. If she lands in just behind a hot tempo in the one-one, I reckon it's over. Mm. I genuinely reckon it's over. I reckon Laurentino is absolutely low flying. If you look at the runners uh, that's been at home, first start it was Comfort Me after doing a lot of work for Bo to get to the front. First up fourteen hundred, and then second up um, Comfort Me again. Right? Second up, it's Comfort Me Pro Consent, uh, Pro Consent and Bad Wolf, who's run second in the Gold Cup. Um, when actually found a little bit of bad luck mm. in behind Midnight Blue, probably finishes a half length closer as well. So, really, really good form references. Carries weight, the the wide gate. It can, it's got the tactical speed to work into it. Um, you are a chance with Laurentino of your money being dead, being caught three deep, no cover here. There is definitely that opportunity with how the map can eventuate. But um, yeah, I'm going to back Holly in to either find the breeze or find. I would love the one one. I would love to think that Apple Schnapps and MTA go wild and and she can slot in just behind them. Um, because I think that there's chinks in the will to win in Beret and Bogart who will be coming at him late. So Laurentino each way uh, to finish the day for me. I think it's ready to win, and I'd probably be declaring it from a gate. From the from the gate we do have, we're going to need a bit of luck. Okay. I've tipped Beret in the leg up. Just thought she's got some tremendous form this preparation around some some decent, more than decent horses, got us chosen, real charisma, got her overdue win the other day, like the guru said. I'll also be having something on Laurentinio as well. I think they're there. They're the two for me in the get out stakes. What was your what was your market? My market? It was pretty the, long actually. I was uh I was five dollars beret, five dollars Laurentinio. Were you really? Yeah. You were five dollars yeah. Laurentinio? Yep. Oh, there you go. I'm yeah. Looking at the current markets, I see. I was I was four thirty Laurentinio, four four ninety Beret with a note that I've gone too short. I knew I was too yeah. short Laurentinio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, really interesting. I'm interested what the market will do late. I thought Laurentinio might be easy, and we might not have to rush in coming off big numbers for Apple Schnapps and MTA being so suited down in the weights. But yeah, this is a market late, which is really hard to sort of predict. So, um, yeah, the eight bucks Laurentinio might be just about half the go. I don't know. Patience, I think, is still there. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with our best bets, our ladies and our maddies for Winterbottom Stakes Day. All right, it is time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of Winterbottom Stakes Day. Over to you, Guru. Okay, uh, the price is um, gone, so I'm hoping it rebounds. Um, race number four, no white flag, leads from start to finish and wins by a distance. Go to way. Go to way. Go to way. Uh, my, I made, I think I made secret plan, my best in uh, the leg up. Prices uh, sort of dipped below what I was looking for. Therefore, the one that has held up that I reckon I might even be able to get a bit more juice in on the day is Elite Street. He's my best, Betfair best betting proposition of the day. J-Dub. I like it. I could have, could have looked at Will Chano to make it interesting. Yeah. I <laughs> will. Uh, We'll enjoy that enough. Uh, lay of the day. No favourites were massive lays for me. Mm. Um, from the wide gate, I, I know it's going well, but Deus from Barrier 12, I, I can't see. It's, it just looks a very sticky steer for William Pye. He may be forced to go forward. And I guess the way he probably wins is um, uh, William Pike wins that race. He is if no white flag completely misses it and he can find the top almost. But we'll lay that horse at $4.80. Race four, um, taking on my best. Deus, that's always a good way to go about it, isn't it? 
Double whammy. Yeah, double whammy, exactly right. Uh, I'm taking on a, a leader in the first at Ascot. It's probably not a great idea, but let's do it anyway. Sock off uh, 480. Uh, just with this wonder about how strong this that filly is going to be at the end of the thousand against that company. So I'm looking take for the nine thirty at Narrow yeah. Jury. Potentially, yeah. Mm. Or the straight thousand at Pinjarra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandy, twenty bucks or more. What do you got? Well, I think we could have we could be jumping on the. Why don't we do it together? We've got two. We, we got two well, I like. I think Paddy Shadow and Stafford's Ladder both mad in the uh, in the JRA. Yeah, I think when you look at the fact uh, Chris Parnham's jumped off. Temptation to ride Stafford's lad for yep. the same stable, and one's ten, one's twenty-three. That tells you they're the wrong, wrong way around. Wrong way around. I, I, I do think they're not blue in the race. Yeah, look, Paddy Shadow, Stafford's lad. I've got them both about thirteen, fourteen bucks. They're sort of in the low twenties. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll have anything on myself. Double mad, um, double mad, yeah, double mad. Just in a race where the favourites drawn a bit sticky, you can find some value. And um, one that's not twenty bucks at the moment may not get to it. But as I said, Divine Shadow, race number two, run us a cheeky little race. All right, that brings our Winterbottom Stakes Day preview to a close.